Welcome to the Money Time Freedom Talk Show, where Eric will express how he went from a drug addict to six figures per month. He's not selling anything. On this show, he wants to teach you, inspire you, and help you make better decisions in life. Share his story of how he made a change and to have more freedom and just come out of dark places. And also, ways to sell like a legend and grow a successful business. What's going on, guys? And welcome to the Money Time Freedom Podcast. I am your host. My name is Eric Klima, Eric Anthony Klima. And I am your host. And I'm extremely, really excited about this podcast um, and just moving forward this podcast in, in general. And uh, this is the first episode. And in this episode, I'm going to just briefly kind of go over what my goal is with this podcast, who it can help and how, to, uh, how you can apply it to your life. So I'm also going to be going over my life story in this podcast, which is a pretty wild one. It's a movie in itself. Uh, there should definitely be a book written about the shit that I've gone through. Um, I've gone through some crazy shit, some ups, a lot of ups and downs and massive amounts of adversity. So I'm going to be going through some of the details in that and and share my journey with you guys. Um, and, uh, you know, which has been a hell of a ride to say the least. So I started this podcast wholeheartedly, guys. I don't have anything. I don't, I'm not trying to sell you anything here. I genuinely want to help everyone that's in a dark place. Even if you're in the middle ground, you're stuck in life, or even if you're doing absolutely great, but want to do better. So if you're going through um, addiction like I was, or if you're broke as shit like I was, if you're having a hard time finding purpose in life, or you're going through tragedy and loss or any dark times, this podcast is to help inspire you and change the way that people think. And also give people, open up your minds about opportunities in life, okay? So it's to help support you in dark times and show you it's possible to go from the darkest, deepest bottoms of hell to to a really great, amazing place in life. And even if you're doing well in life, but just want to do better, we will be going over, you know, regular life stuff, you know, everything, um, marketing, sales, acquisition, tips, all sorts of stuff I want to go over on these podcasts. And if you don't know me, my name is Eric Anthony Klima. I went from addicted to Percocets, broke as shit, homeless on the streets of Patterson, and completely lost in life to having a six-figure per month um, empire, okay? Now, it wasn't easy. Not gonna sit here and tell you my whole days and life are spent by the pool and on yachts and you know throwing around money at the strip club. 
Um, it's still not easy, but it sure as hell has been worth it. And that's the type of shit that we'll be talking about. How to sell yourself, how to live life, uh, live a life that you dreamed of, how to get yourself out of dark places and how to start and scale a business. Okay. And even if you don't have a business, this podcast is just going to help you in life to, to grow as a human being, to be a more healthier, wealthier, successful person. When I say success, it's not just a monetary value, it's relationships, health, and wealth. Okay. The three most important things in life. Okay. So remember with anything in life though, you have to, you have to sell yourself, right? Whether it's getting a job, you have to sell yourself. A business, you have to sell yourself. A girlfriend, you have to sell yourself. You want to get laid, you have to sell yourself. Whatever the fuck it is, which I'd love to help you with, <laughs> all that stuff as well, because I love to have fun myself, you have to sell yourself, okay? So I want this podcast to be fun as well. Um, we'll be having you know lots of guests sharing their experiences and their journeys um, in life, whether it's you know them going through hard times or great times or their business journey or their journey with a really good job or any you know special person that has some great experiences. Now, if you want to get on this podcast, just reach out to me. My Instagram is Eric underscore Anthony Fit, and uh, we'll set something up. Uh, I'd love to have you on here as a guest and hear your story. So without further ado, let's get to my story of going from being a drug addict locked up in a cell for three years in Passaic County, New Jersey, to where I'm at now, which at the beginning of this year, we started to hit over 100K in revenue per month. So I've come a long way, but obviously I have a lot further to go. I have a lot of room for growth, but I want to be able to share as much of this stuff as I can, okay? So yeah, guys, I grew up you know, in a little town called Dover, New Jersey, normal life. My whole life, I was I was always pretty much a little bastard, constantly getting into trouble, blaming my problems on teachers, society. Uh, give me a second. Let me just, okay, cool. Just blaming my whole life on, you know, everybody on our teachers, on society. It's this person's fault. It's my parents' fault. It's everybody's fucking fault besides Eric, right? Just overall playing the blame game, I like to call it, and never taking responsibility. So those are the people that are always making excuses just like I was, hey, you know, it's because of this, it's because of this, it's because of this, but it's never because of Eric, right? It's never because of you. And to say the least, I was like a little demon growing up. I was always getting into fights, getting into trouble. And in fact, I got kicked out of high school and they sent me to like a behavioral school because I was just such a bad kid. So eventually I completely dropped out. But when I went back to night school in Morse, uh, Knowles uh, Night School in New Jersey, they call it, I went back to get my diploma basically because my dad uh, made me or else he was going to whoop my ass. So, uh, but overall just grew up in a lower to middle class, you know, good family. I had a great father, great mom, you know, nothing that happened to me, to me was because of them. They didn't beat me. They didn't, you know, none of that stuff like that. So I take all responsibility for all the shitty things that I've done in the past. However, I grew up, you know, I was the fat kid in school, which uh, this will be relevant to the story in a little bit which made me, you know, extremely insecure, lack of confidence. And it wasn't until like the age of 18 that I started getting jacked and getting, you know, girls and stuff like that. And that was like a big reason why I started to get jacked, to be honest with you. I just wanted to get some girls and stuff and, and be cool, to be honest with you. So yeah, you know, I wanted to get rid of that lack of confidence, that insecurity. I wanted to feel good about myself. So yeah, I grew up. And yeah, I always loved um, motocross, which you'll understand why this, why this is relevant to the story as well. I'm just trying to give you guys some context here. But my whole life, which I knew, uh, I grew up my whole life like riding dirt bikes, motocross, right? My whole life. 
which I also think was a huge reason why I've always been a hustler. And like, even before I was technically an entrepreneur, I've always been an entrepreneur because I never liked the word no. I absolutely hating, I absolutely hated not getting what I wanted in life. I always hated, I was that kid that, you know, if I was told no, I was going to do it anyway. So when I wanted something, guys, you know, I go for it. And that has been instilled in my brain to this day. I get it, period. Whatever I want, I go out and I get it. If I have a thought or if I have a new invention or something innovative that I'm going to do, I just go and do it even if I fail. So even as a child, you know, when my father, he stopped taking me to go ride motorcycles. And I think it was because I was doing bad in school because he was worried about me getting injured because I broke, I had broke a few bones. But whatever the reason was, I always used to say, you know, man, I'm not, I'm not going to let anyone dictate what I do in life. I'm not going to let anybody tell me when I do certain things, what time I do certain things, what I can't afford, what I can't afford. I'm not going to allow that from a child that has been in my brain. And uh, my father always told me, he said, he always said, you know, work, work smarter than me, not harder, be better than me. Right. And I was always instilled in my brain as well. So um, as a little child, you know, I could not stand not getting the things I wanted. I did not like when my father said, no, we're not going dirt bike riding. I did not like when I didn't get what I wanted because I looked so much forward to riding that motorcycle. And when it didn't happen, it just pretty much fucking destroyed me. So, you know, if I want something now, or even at that time, you know, if I want to go get up and ride my bike, no one's going to fucking tell me no. And that's just the mindset that always stuck with everything that I do. So when I want something till this day, guys, I go and get it. If I'm set on something, I'm going to buy it. Whether it's a pair of shoes, whether it's a piece of candy, whether it's a fucking cookie, I will double pay on Uber Eats just so my fat ass doesn't have to walk and get it. And that's just me. If, I, if I'm craving a cookie, there's nothing stopping that that sign. Eric, get it. Uber Eats it. Pay $30 for one cookie. I do it all the time. And, um, you know, and you don't have to convince me, you know, um, you know, I don't just don't want anyone trying to convince me not to do something I want to do. So growing up like that, I think that always stuck with me in my entrepreneurial journey. So I think I was like an entrepreneur from day one, you know, I'm not letting anyone tell me shit. So with that being said, at that time, honestly, I was selling, you know, at the age of 16, 17, 18, I was selling a lot of weed. I was not beat for a job. And I'm proud of, I'm not proud of this, but that criminal lifestyle started pretty young, long before I got addicted to drugs. Okay. Because I wanted you know, I've always wanted all the nice things. I always wanted to do what I want to do at the time I want to do. I wanted the cars, the bikes, the girls, et cetera. So, you know, at that time I had like three bikes at like the age of 18, 19, a couple cars and some other cool shit. And um, just from pretty much selling weed, that's pretty much all I was doing. So I was riding a lot, you know, during these years, I was able to ride my bike. I had the freedom that I want. Um, but when I turned about 20 or 22, like 22 or 23, it was one single day that changed the entire course of my life, okay? Um, this is where my life kind of turned before my eyes and my life turned into a, a literally just hell, guys. This is when when my whole little drug lord life just completely went to shit and things got real. So I'm riding my dirt bike one day in the woods and, you know, there's some big ass, like 30 foot jump or something like that. It's just a big ass jump. And, um, you know, I obviously went down, broke both of my legs. Doctor told me it was, you know, it's possible that I'd never walk again because of the damage. Um, I had, you know, surgery on, uh, on my legs. I have a plate screws, all that good stuff. I mean, it was a really bad accident. Um, anyways, you know, for a year I was stuck on a wheelchair, which was devastating. You know, the doctors prescribed, prescribed me, 
at that time, what you called 30 milligram blues, which is um, a really strong Percocet or oxycodone, they call it. And at that time, at that time, it was during the paramount of the pill pandemic. And some of you might be too young to know what that is, but there was a time where everybody was just getting hooked on these damn pills. So, and I never tried any hard drugs prior to that. I wasn't like a drug doer. I didn't even really smoke weed. Like maybe just once a, a week, I just sold weed. So I was hooked. I was in the hospital. I was in, I was on the IV Dilaudid for uh, a whole month, which is really strong opiates. So on top of, uh, of the pain that I had to go through that made me feel like I needed the Percocets, which I still take full blame for this, but the doctors basically set me up for failure. Right. And it's not their fault. Um, should they be prescribing people medicine that powerful without controlling it? No. Um, you know, I was prescribed like 220 per month. Plus I was doctor shopping, going to several doctors, getting more, you know, just living that whole drug addict lifestyle. Okay. So, but in my opinion, this was like a blessing in disguise, right? All this hard time that I went through. And although I went through a few hard years of addiction, being homeless, running around the streets of Patterson, New Jersey, and uh, suffering from the nasty disease of addiction, guys, I'm telling you guys, do not do drugs. Stay away from them because it's really bad. Whether your life spirals down from, you know, a doctor doing it or your own doings, um, you know, it, it, it's not a fun lifestyle. It's, you know, it's very, very hard. Um, yeah. So, you know, this is part of the beginning of the real part of my story. This is where, you know, the whole Eric Anthony was really started. This pain is what fuel, like fueled my fucking fire. This is what made me look outside of myself, take responsibility and become what I call myself a walking legend. And if I'm not a legend yet, you bet your ass I will be. So long story short, a few years of addiction, running around Patterson, doing all sorts of criminal activities, um, you know, living in bandos and, um, you know, seeing things that you don't want to see led me to getting thrown in jail for a few years. So my addiction led me to doing three years in Passaic County Jail. And this is like, this really sat my ass down. This really crushed me seeing my mom cry through a visiting screen. I mean, you couldn't touch your mom. You couldn't hug her, nothing. It was through a computer screen, like through a Zoom call, literally like a FaceTime call through a computer screen. And I'll never forget the way that I made my family feel like this is almost making me cry just thinking about it, you know, how I made my mom feel, especially and how it destroyed my life. There's no pain worse than doing that to the one person that's always by your side. So if you're listening, mom, I love you. You're the bomb.com. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm almost going to cry just doing this, but I ain't got the balls to do that yet. But uh, real dark time, guys, see my mom like that having her show up to court. She was the one that was there for me. And that's why I'm a mama's boy. Plus I'm a cancer, but um, she's been there for me through the whole entire time, but just seeing her devastated like that and being stuck in a hole, not, not really, you know, can't do anything about it. So if you want to talk about the bottom guys, I literally, you know, there was a time I considered killing myself in jail. There was a time where they were offering me 10, 15 years uh, for what I did. And, um, you know, it was the worst and best experience I ever had. You know, the worst experience because you're stuck in a shithole for 24 hours a day, restricted to things that you love to do, restricted to shitty food, 
you know, starving in there, you know, and uh, yeah, it's just hell, guys. Uh, I wouldn't want any human to go through that. So, um, but it was also, you know, the brightest time of my life, you know, it, it taught me a lesson. It saved, it honestly saved my life. That was my solution personally. And I know that jail makes a lot of people worse. And don't get me wrong in say county jail it gets ugly. And I wasn't in no playpen part of the jail. I was locked up in the worst parts. So it went down. It was depressing. It was ugly. It was 40, 50 dudes locked up in one room, like no cells, nothing like that. Being locked up with people that are stuck in there and for life, people that were never going to see the light again. And it's, it's very disturbing. You know, it's very damaging. Uh, a lot of violence, a lot of, you know, stuff like that. And this, this changed my life for forever. In a sense, I think it, 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 it made me emotionless as well. Um, I think that, you know, it definitely gave me some trauma and PTSD, but meanwhile, um, you know, I told myself I would never let myself go back to a shithole like that again, ever, or put my mother or myself in a position where we're, we're vulnerable like that. But, um, yeah, with, you know, throughout time, God blessed me with a second opportunity. Uh, which I call drug court, which is really intense, highly supervised probation. Like you can't drink. You had to show up three times a week for between court, random drug tests and seeing your PO. Um, you know, you couldn't go out, stuff like that. You would get random calls. Hey, show up right now, like out of nowhere. So you got caught drinking, you were fucked. Bang that out in like a year. So actually drug court's like a five-year thing, which a lot of you guys might not know what it is, but it's like having a second parent as a grown man or a grown woman. And uh, bang that out in like a year, because I was squeaky clean. I think I got in trouble once. That's it. But I was squeaky motherfucking clean. <laughs> and I slipped through the cracks a little bit. Don't get me wrong. Like I still drink. I'm a recovering addict. But guys, I still drink. I still have fun. I just stay away from the hard stuff. Um, You know, but I, I definitely slipped through the cracks. So if someone from drug court is listening to this. I got you guys. But <laughs> Yeah, it's like a five-year process. I got it done in like a year because I was just squeaky motherfucking clean. So yeah, man, I, was, uh, I wasn't even like going to jaywalk though. You know, like I was completely done with that criminal lifestyle. I'll tell you that much. But I told myself every damn day, going to change, you know, drug court saved my life. Prisons, uh, not prison, jail saved my life. I told myself every damn day in there, guys, every damn day that I'm going to change, I'm going to make my mom proud. I will be a millionaire. I used to tell my closest associates, like the people in jail that like watch me come up when I get out of here and people would be like, yeah, yeah, whatever, Eric, whatever. Eric. And I'd be like, watch, I said, watch, I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to fucking crush it in life and make my mom proud. And I'm going to do it legally, not illegally. And um, I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do, but I knew my ass was not going to work for someone. If I did, it wasn't going to be for long. I knew that I was going to be a millionaire and I knew that, that, you know, I was, I had something powerful to share with the world. I didn't know what the fuck it was. But I knew that I was going to fucking crush it in life. I didn't know how. I didn't know where, why, what was going to push me to get there. But I knew, I knew wholeheartedly that I was going to fucking change and turn my whole life around. I used to say, guys, some of the biggest things I did was sitting in that fucking bunk and literally crying and saying, Eric, you are going to do some damage when you get out of here. You are going to, I used to say every day, I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to change lives. I'm going to do good. I'm going to change lives and make my mom proud and make my mom proud. And I used to repeat it like a fucking psycho. Right. And I used to just repeat these things. And I truly meant it. So when I was released, because I was in jail for a while, I was jacked up again. I was ripped, etc. And um, everybody kept asking me for tips. Yo, Eric, how'd you get like that? Like, yo, let's work out together. Right. Even in jail. And even when I was in the halfway house, 
And I just followed my passion. I said, well, maybe I got to think for, you know, this fitness stuff. And I, I love like helping people now because I hurt so many people in the past. Now I want to help people. So I use fitness as my stepping stool to build my career, you can say. And, um, you know, people kept asking me for help. So I'm like, this is a sign. This is my way to turn around all the bad that I've done and do something good that's profitable to me. And I knew how great it felt to go from being a fat piece of shit to being a shredded freaking, you know, walking sex symbol. <laughs> you know, I knew how that felt. I knew what, how much of a change that was in your confidence and your security and everything and just how it brought you to life, right? So I started working out. I, I started, I got, um, I got my, uh, someone offered me a job at LA Fitness and he's like, yo, go get your, you know, your uh, AAAI um, certification. Went and got it. I think I failed it my first time, but uh, banged it out the second time, right? Um, but I started working at shitty LA Fitness. I hated it but I had to do what I had to do. You know, there wasn't too much opportunity for a felon, um, you know, working 12 hours per day, like a fucking slave, um, living with my mom at the age of 27, like a total loser, which I love you, mom, but you know, I'm a little too old to be living with you. No car, no nothing. Right. And I knew, I knew I still needed more in life, man, but I was, I could, I didn't know where that journey was, where my journey was going to start at, but I just could not settle for working for someone tell me what time to show up tell me i can't do this and i hate probation too because they tell you this that and again if you remember this goes back to me being a, a young entrepreneur as a child from the time i was a child i hated people telling me no i don't like people telling me what time to do things i don't like authority i hate it um so you know someone telling me what to do and it wasn't it just wasn't for me and i think i worked there for like nine months i was making like two to three k so basically I checked the check and I was really good at sales. Like my numbers were pretty good, but with that being uh, said, you know, um, I was being sick. I was just sick and tired of being sick and tired and tired of that shit. You know, like, um, you know, the boss would, you know, say, you're going to become, you know, promoted. You're going to get this, you're going to get that, you know, and they had me doing things that a promotional spot would be doing, like running and training a sales team. Like I was training a sales team. I was hiring, I was training. And I learned a lot of skill sets from there. So I don't regret LA Fitness, but I was doing things that were a higher, right? Higher value position, right? So, but I'm only getting paid a lower value position. So I'm like, why am I doing 2000 a month work that I should be getting paid $5,000 per month for, right? Because that's what other PTDs were getting paid. And that's like the, the higher up position. So, um. You know, I didn't know what online coaching was at that time, but I hired an online coach myself. His name was Manny. So shout out to Manny. I love you, brother. I miss you. So reach out to me. It's been a, it's been a minute. And I started to learn what online coaching was. And then everybody kind of like started telling me about it and stuff like that. But anyways, he got me super diced up. And I'm talking about like competition prep ready. I was like walking around like Van Damme every single day, all year round. So I started taking a few clients online, even though I didn't know shit. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I just did it because again, when I want something, I just do it. I don't care if I don't know all the ins and outs. I'm just going to do it. But everyone was talking about it. So I was like, it was getting popular. And mind you, this was before COVID, by the way. Um, I sucked at it. I didn't know how to sell. I didn't know how to get clients. I didn't know how to get leads. I didn't know how much to charge. Um, started out with like a $99 program or some shit. And, um, you know, typing things out on Microsoft Word, which is, you know, like a total noob. If you're right, typing stuff out on, you know, Microsoft Word and you don't have any applications or systems, you're a total noob as well. And that's okay. <laughs> but um, 
Slowly but shortly, my performance at LA Fitness was falling off. I was sleeping in the kids' room at the job. People used to catch me sleeping. I would go to the bar across the street um, and just act like I'm there. You know, I wasn't making sales because I hated the job and just wasn't confident in what I was selling because I'm not going to get into that, but I was not really confident in what I was selling. Um, I just don't feel like they have a good system for uh, clients. So anyways, although at first, you know, I was crushing it, but then I stopped performing because there was no future in it for me. There was just no purpose and no opportunity for growth for me personally. And too much trading time for money, like working 12 hours per day for a shitty two, three grand is bullshit. So, you know, I got fired, right? And once I got fired, I was like, fuck, like shit just got really real. Like, what am I going to do now? Like, what the fuck am I going to do? It's it's hard enough to get a job as a felon, a decent job, unless you want to work at a gas station or Walmart. No offense to anybody listens to this. Just get your fucking game up. Um, I had a car payment now. Um, you know, I had insurance. I had, you know, uh, rent to, to pay my mom, which I totally agree that sh I should be paying rent. You know, it's my old ass man. So anyways, an online coach had reached out to me, a business coach. And this is when the entire course of my life changed, guys. I was scared. I was nervous. I remember being on the, you know, the sales calls with him as I was driving to my house in Newark, New Jersey. And I actually got off the phone with him. I didn't pay yet because I was still like skeptical. But I sat down and thought about it. Uh, looked into his testimonials. I checked him out and I was like, fuck, like, fuck it, man. Like something in my life needs to be changed. There's people winning with this online coaching stuff or else there wouldn't be online coaches. People are not just putting online coaches in their bio to look fucking cool, right? So I paid him literally 90% of the money that I had left. Like I was fucked if this was a scam, you know? And, and I didn't know anything about entrepreneurship at this time. Um, this is when my entrepreneurship journey really started in 2018, at least the the uh, legal one, right? <laughs> and um, I didn't know anything about online coaching, mentorship. You know, I loved Gary Vee and stuff like that. All, you know, all those mentors like um, Tony Robbins and shit like that. But I didn't, I still skeptical about it. I thought everything online was bullshit pretty much. But my very first month of working the course, you know, I went all fucking in. I mean, studying my ass off, implementing everything, which I'm still you know, like when I purchase a course or I hire a mentor, I'm the same way right now. When I invest into a course, I do everything that they say. I'm all in. That's it. And that's just that, right? Because I know there's a reward to it. I went to the live stream trainings. I did the coursework. And most importantly, more importantly than all that shit, I implemented what they said. What it directed me to do, I just fucking did it. Kept my mouth shut. Asked questions, but just did it because what they were doing was working. So the first month, first month that I hired a mentor, my whole entire life was changed. I made $10,000 in the very first 30 days. And I remember telling my friends like, yo, I got hired this mentor and he's promising 10K per month. And everybody's like, yeah, yeah, Eric, whatever, whatever. Good luck, bro. You know, no one believed in me. No one fucking really believed in me. They might've said they believed me. Yeah, Eric, go, 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 kill it. But they didn't really, really believe in me. I could tell because I know tonality and shit like that. So no one really believed in me. I don't even think my mom really believed. My mom believed in me, right? Doing something in life and being better. But she, I don't know if she truly, honestly believed in me with this. And that's okay if she didn't. I'm just saying, I don't think she, even my own mother believed in this. I was like, mom, I'm becoming an online coach. I'm going to fucking get rich. And she's like, that's awesome, sweetie. Good luck. I love you. You know? So I'm like, that, that's not a real... I know what you're thinking in the back of your mind. You're thinking like this shit ain't going to work, but watch me. Right. And that's how I've always been. So, and I remember my first 10 sales calls, I didn't even close them. 
either. So I was still nervous, you know, at first, but I just kept at it because I knew like being in a course, in a program, there's other people winning. I said, if there's other people posting that they're making 10 grand per month, plus, you know, it's going to happen for me. Just what do I got to do that they're doing that I'm not doing? Right. What do I have to do? Implement a little bit better, improve these skill sets, blah, blah, blah. Right. There's no reason it won't come for me. It was just a matter of time. And, but the strategies had me booking calls left and right. So, um, you know, by going to bat, swinging and missing, swinging and missing, and continually going to bat and swinging and missing, I finally started to hit those home runs. You know, the prices went from $99 to $1,000 really fast because that was like the first thing. Yo, Eric, increase your prices, which is the first lesson for you online coaches in this, in the, in these podcasts and, and business owners. Like one of the biggest mistakes that I've made, number one, was not hiring enough mentors. And number two was uh, I was charging way too fucking little. Okay. Even at a thousand dollars, it was too little. So it's impossible guys to get financially free with a $99 program, unless you are sitting on a hundred thousand dollars in the bank and you're going to run a ton, a shitload of Facebook ads or Google ads or a ton of traffic to a, uh, you know, landing page or a funnel or something like that, which is still very doubtful that you will win that way. Cause you still need the skill set of being able to run ads. And even if you can afford to have someone else do it for you, it's they're still going to insist that you do high ticket, uh, that you charge a lot of money. Okay. Anyways, again, a little bit off subject, but yeah, so that changed my life. First month in, you know, I went from drug addict, you know, struggling to pay the bills, living with my mom. And I hit $10,000 in one single month in 30 days. Um, and then eventually about 12 months down the line, 13 months down the line into having a business, I scaled that business to over 50 K in revenue per month. Um, did that for a few years. So I've been doing this since 2017, did it all the way up to 2021. Um, and online fitness business changed my, my entire life. Right. It, it, online coaching changed my entire life. Excuse me. And a lot of people, excuse me. A lot of people ask me why I stopped. And uh, it might be hard for some of you to understand, but I, I kept it for a while when I started my B2B coaching offer, but I found myself putting too much energy into both of them. And even though I had three assistant coaches, I had multiple appointment setters, I had uh, a couple closers, the whole nine, you know, I had a whole team built out. It still took a lot of focus to manage the team in between of building a whole new sales team for my business coaching. And so you know, my calling was like to be like Gary Vee and these other business coaches. I always love Gary Vee. I've always loved these motivational speakers and mentors and stuff like that. Um, and that's what I truly wanted. I truly wanted to inspire others and help other people make money because I've always, you know, loved success and um, the freedom of entrepreneurship and stuff like that. And although I made mistakes in the past in the journey that I was taking to get there, you know, this is my calling was starting to come around. Like I found it, right? And kind of just like, my love and passion, which by the way, you know, with fitness guys, a lot of us business mentors and stuff, most of us start out with, with fitness. And that's because the character traits that we've learned by building our body, our dream bodies are the same exact character traits that we use to build our business, right? So that discipline of working out every day, that consistency of working out every day, that mindset of waking up early and doing cardio, especially for bodybuilders, right? So bodybuilders would wake up. Some of them got to wake up in the morning, go back at night, that discipline and that fucking like those character traits, if you apply that to your business, it's just impossible for you to fail if you have the right strategies and system in place. So kind of just like my love and passion for fitness side of things, I fell in love with the growth process of business and um, how there's always new challenges and just, 
you know, how building a business is always learning the content, the marketing, the all that stuff. I just fucking love it. So I actually gave all my clients away to the coaches that I had for fee, obviously. And I just went all in with my business coaching. And within six months of starting my B2B offer, I was already doing uh, 100K plus in revenue per month, which was pretty sick, right? Now, yeah, there's there's business coaches doing, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six million dollars per month, guys. Um, and even more than that, I think, you know, there's some guys out there doing like 100 million and shit like that. So I got a long way to go. And, um, you know, I'm much more patient than I used to be. Um, you know, I'm not where these guys are that are doing $100 million. But, um, you know, I've, I've come pretty far. You know, I'm baking the cake in the right order because if it's baked in the wrong order, it will just be a freaking disaster. Okay. So mentors, courses, training, and investing in my skill sets have been absolutely life-changing. It changed the entire course of my life. But also, more importantly, is the pain, the experience, the regret, the dark times, times where I thought about suicide, the times where I was sick because I didn't have drugs, the times where my mother cried, the times where um, I was committing crimes to get by. Those, those were the times that molded me and made me who I am and got me to financial freedom and time freedom and, and having a very successful business. So if you're going through a hard time, there's always a positive to a negative. Life is like a battery to me. There's always a light at the end of the tunnel. You can change if you make it your duty and turn it the hell around and live a life of your dreams. Is it easy? No, but taking the easy route, whether that's working for someone, doing illegal activities, or any shortcuts really, always leads to a much, much, much more difficult journey. Doing the hard stuff gets you an easier life. I know I now get to work from home, make good money, I have a fucking Porsche, I have a condo looking over the entire Miami, I live in Brickell, Miami, which has been a dream come true in its own. I don't have a mansion. I don't have a Ferrari, nothing like that. But I have some pretty cool shit, right? And who would imagine Eric Lima, a drug addict, convict, spiraling down a dark path of destruction, considering fucking suicide to where I'm at now, right? So pain just, guys, pain doesn't just show up in our lives for no reason. It's a sign that something in your life needs to change. And it's a road, not a, not a simple highway. The light and the dark, if you choose that path, no one will follow you. No one's going to follow you or push you into the light or the dark. You're on your own to make it happen. And that path is for you to take those steps alone. But most of the time, the dark will lead you forth into the light. But you, and only you, are responsible for your own current situation. It's not till you understand that you're in control of every little thing in your life that you will truly expand past your wildest dreams. When you understand this, you take control of the life and or where life takes you instead of letting life just happen to you. It's your own canvas. Paint it. And the painting can be a beautiful fucking landscape looking over Miami, even if it started out dark and ugly in Patterson, New Jersey. But you are the one with the fucking paintbrush. So you have to paint your own canvas. Your choices or lack thereof will dictate your sex, success. It, it all starts with you, your decisions and your actions, but it's totally doable. If anything, it's more doable 
if you're in pain, if you're broke, if you're struggling, if you're a drug addict, whatever, went to jail, if you are just broke as shit, whatever, if you're a normal person, but you're broke as shit, you are more liable to succeed because you have pain that can drive you to your success. Promise you. Right? There is no positive to a battery without the negative. That energy cannot go through your TV or anything without having a negative and a positive. And so if you have negatives in your life, you can be much more positive than any fucking buddy. You can do anything you put your mind to. So without being without uh with that being said, I hope you guys found light in my dark story. I hope you got value out of this. I hope I articulated things well. I hope this helped you. Um, please tune in, subscribe to my podcast, rate it. I don't have anything to sell you guys here. I don't want anything in return. Uh, again, this is to truly help people come out of dark places and become fucking awesome. Okay, I'm signing out. Again, this is your favorite freaking coach, Eric Anthony Kalima. And be sure to tune in to my next podcast. I love you. Be awesome. Be great. Be successful. Be sexy. Be ripped. Be jacked. And go sell some shit. <laughs> Peace, guys. Thanks for listening to the Money Time Freedom Podcast. Please like, subscribe, and follow on Instagram at Eric underscore Anthony Fit. And keep showing up so that you can live a better life.